The Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds. What's going on? Am I doing wrong, Kramer? All right. Now you're good. Ryan Kramer with the keyboard. Well, all right. Where was I? Sign up today. Bet $100. Get $100 at sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash WinBet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com. Backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I am CJ Sullivan, the man in the box. I was just left in the box. My Ryan Kramer, the uh, tech guy, came in for his keyboard. They don't even let me have a keyboard. I guess it was I got a keyboard somewhere. Um... Uh, welcome. We're here. Conference championship weekend. There's only three games left in the season and I am here to bring it home for you. I kept on going. This was the uh, show, the bottom line bombs. If you've been keeping up with me all season, it was a circuit contest picks, which we, uh, lost in survivor, which we also lost. We did good last week though. Four and oh, we're going through the playoffs. We went four and two wildcard weekend four and oh last week in the divisional round. Not bad. Swept the board. And now we only have two big games coming up here. AFC, NFC conference championship game. What happened last week? Let's get into it. By the way, thank you for coming on the YouTube stream. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, make sure to give the five-star review. And I got another fucking, I didn't get a review on iTunes. Someone got an eye review on iTunes. iTunes, you can leave that that point in review. I'm on the NFL gaming podcast network right now. I'm about to get my own feed. I don't, I mean, they didn't start me off my own feed. I get, after these playoffs, I'll have my own feed. Bottom line bombs will be completely separate. We can just review me and me only right now. I mixed up with the other shows. Yeah. If I love all those other shows in the NFL, but when people leave reviews, you don't know, it's hard to tell who they're talking about unless you can obviously tell who they're talking about when it's me. <laughs> like when it's the guy who rambles on about a situation in an elevator, that's me. Another review was, uh, this guy sounds unprepared and half asleep. That sounds like me too, but I have a nice coffee. So I don't think, I don't think I don't got a lot of energy. I bring papers and passion unprepared. I bring papers, the analog man. If you're watching on YouTube, I got the clipboard. You hear that? That's a clipboard. So I put my papers on. Because you can slam a clipboard. You can't slam a laptop. That's what I've always said. I got to bring papers and passion. Cut down the trees so I can get play my T's. Seven-point T's. Anyway, 4-0 last week. So that was great. Let's get into it. Because it's uh, even though we only got two games, we've got a lot to discuss. They're two huge games. Uh, last week, Buffalo. That was a big loss. They got smoked by Cincinnati at home. Um. We predicted that. Well, we, we took Cincinnati plus the points. I, I didn't know they were going to kill them like that. Buffalo is so weird. So it snowed. It was bad out there. And uh, I, and I've been saying this. I have been saying this all along. The Buffalo team is not prepared for Buffalo weather. People just assume, oh, home field advantage. You're going to be up there in the Buffalo. So, yeah, Buffalo, the Bills do not want to play in snow. They It, it paralyzed them. I got to keep my words uh be careful with the language there when it comes to paralysis. Because they did have DeMar Hamlin, who's not paralyzed. 
Um, they did show him a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, they, a lot of people just assume they just rally around Demar Hamilton. They went through a lot of emotion too. There was an article in Sports Illustrated. It was amazing. Um, it said the season moved on. Like it or not, especially in Buffalo. And then they went through all the tragedies that Buffalo went through last year. Demar Hamlin's heart attack thing, obviously. Heart attack thing. That's a. <laughs> That's sensitive language. Um, and they, they brought the fucking, they had a racist uh, mass shooter who shot up that grocery store, killed 10 people. He, this guy throws this, this Sports Illustrated article, compares the two. We had a snow blizzard that killed 40 people. All right, 47 people. You want to throw the snow blizzard in there? Okay, but Jesus Christ, with the mass shooting and the Bills losing a game, calm, the, the, they're not quite the same page. The Bills losing at home is more unexpected. I mean, I I, I say that as, as a joke. I was when I I had to be reminded of that Buffalo mass shooting. Like, oh yeah, that was this year, was it? It was like a couple months ago. Because mass shootings are so common here. Somehow, these shooters get around all these thoughts and prayers that the politicians put out there, and uh, still get to shoot up places. There's two this week here in California. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Buffalo, but Buffalo lost in Buffalo. They need next year, I think. They don't have to change their I'm not saying change their style of play. Because they don't run the they refuse to run the ball to running backs, which you kind of need to do in the snow. They just have Josh Allen do everything, which you can't do, apparently. Just next year, just go for like the sixth seed or the seventh seed, you know? Stop winning all these games during the regular season. Get yourself some nice road games. Go, go down to Miami for a playoff game. Head, head out to L.A. Play the Chargers out there. You'll beat anybody as long as it's not in Buffalo. It's funny how it's pretty funny how the team of Buffalo hates the city of Buffalo. But couldn't get uh, couldn't get it done for Demar, which is a shame. Um, I like the conspiracy theories that came out about Demar Hamlin. If, if you if you go online, there's People don't think that was actually Demar Hamlin in the booth, waving or doing that heart gesture. They did bring him in. It was weird. They showed they showed him coming in, like they brought him underneath the stadium in a car, and they had like a blanket over his head, like he was like one of Michael Jackson's kids or something. Blanket, and then uh, <laughs> they fucking they just like shovel him in, like he's it was like uh, or like when Reagan got shot and they like rushed him into the car, but they're rushing him out. Like everything caught like this paparazzi and like, calm down. Like why, why are you so being so secretive with this guy? That, that was kind of weird. And then he's in the booth and every time they show him, there's the bar in the booth. But there was, it was just <laughs> blizzard of snow. You couldn't tell it was anybody. And he was covered up and like, ah, no oxygen tank. There's a lot of good conspiracy. Body double conspiracy, which it's, I mean, Conspiracy theorists are hilarious. They just cannot let anything go. His son was next to him. So the son was in on this conspiracy? What are you saying? They're saying he died. And then they're just putting up this body down this weekend at Bernie's for Damar Hamlin. Why? Why would they be doing that? Because we have to keep the season going. They'll tell us afterwards. Yep, the wife and kids are in on the prank. They got paid off. So that's good. There is a thing, though, if you actually... <laughs> you know what? I'll indulge a little bit. In Cincinnati, when the game happened, when DeMar Hamlin had that heart attack, 
the ambulance that takes him off the field isn't the same ambulance they show driving away from the stadium to the hospital. So what does that tell you, little listeners? It tells you that uh, people are idiots. Anyway, what was the other? The, uh, the better loss was the Dallas Cowboys, of course. Everyone loves to watch Dallas Cowboys lose. The Dallas are the worst. I mean, Dallas. I think Dallas is leaning into their thing of of being America's loser because they're America's team for every asshole. They're an asshole's team. They are. They're that's that's what America's team means. You're if you're an if you're an asshole who grew up in a town who didn't want to like who didn't want to root for the town's you know team whatever they grew up in because they wanted to just be contrarian. They like the Dallas Cowboys. Those are called assholes. Then there's all these always viral videos. Every time the Cowboys lose, of these idiots smashing their TVs and can't even their fucking deck jerseys. Smashing their TVs in that final play. What, 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 of course he. <laughs> that trick play was, I mean, that was, that was a great, they usually, they, they did rob us. Usually I said last week, Cowboys are going to lose and they always do it in some great comical way for us. It's their gift for us. And they did. That last play was kind of funny. The safety would have been funnier. Dak rolled Dak rolled back like 30 yards into the end zone <laughs> for his safety, but then they didn't, guy didn't take, bring him down because he was too afraid to hit him because of all these quarterback uh, pen, roughing the penalty calls. I don't blame him. So that safety would have been there. So instead they did so they did a <clears throat> last play where everyone was spread out, little giant style, and, Z, and Ezekiel Elliott was the center. And the Niners were like, hey, I don't think like they're like, I think they're actually gonna run this play with just this running back back there who's never blocked a guy in his life. Let's just blow him up. And they did is blow Ezekiel up. And then they throw out the ball five yards, guy gets tackled. Game over. I actually didn't mind. People were making fun of him. I didn't mind the play as much. I'll get into it in a second as we welcome some commenters in here. Um I'm gonna take my glasses off for a second, just because they're a little dirty. Uh, welcome Jeff Klinger to the show. He says the ambulance switcheroo. It's like when Bob Barker gives you a hundred dollar bill for landing on a dollar off camera. They take it back and give you a, tra- a taxable check for a hundred. Taxable check. Jeff is our tax attorney. He likes to come in and uh, <laughs> tell us about the. Uh, I always like to the, the, the attorneys and tax attorneys love to tell you how awful it is to win on a game show. Oh, you, la, last thing you want is a car. Trust me. Trust me. It'll kill you in taxes. Right there to stomp on your fun. The old ambulance switcheroo, though. I like that as a, as a problem. Anyway, that cowboy, I, the cowboy the last play, they spread them all out. They had all these receivers and stuff on there, which is, uh, they were halfway there. Why do they have to throw the ball? I don't get it. Like, okay, you're going to do the laterals. All right, well, let's throw it 10 yards, then do the laterals. And they throw 10 yards, the guy got tackled immediately. Why even bother that? Why do you have to do it? They're just like, ah, well, we got to do it just to get everyone in, in rhythm. Just snap it right to your punt returner back there, your CD lambs or whatnot. Had them back there 20 yards like it's a punt. And then uh, start your lateraling then. I like having all the receivers out there. Hell, put two quarterbacks out there on each side. Make them throw... Uh, 10-yard fight style, sideline to sideline. I don't know. Uh, we'll get into that. That's just, uh, I just don't understand why they didn't do the pass. That whole game was, uh, it was it was kind of, it was what it was. 
A Tony Pollard injury was uh, awful. I do. I will say that was the only time I felt bad for Dallas. Then I felt bad for us. <laughs> the announcer crew. J Mark says, "What's up, man? How you doing, J Mark?" We'll let him show. J Mark, part of the new XFL show that I'm doing with J Mark and uh, Colby D. That's a fun show. I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but first, real quick, the last thing on the Dallas Cowboys. Their kicker missed an extra point again. Was hilarious. And he, Jerry, he missed him, I guess, in practice. Jerry Jones is on the field talking to him. That, I'm sure that helped. That old Skeletor, a billionaire toy oil tycoon Skeletor, <laughs> giving the kicker a pep talk. Yeah, I'm sure that's not going to help. Tony Pollard breaks his leg. Aaron Andrews is down there. What, what, what are these fucking po- like? Whatever. I don't want to hate on Aaron, Aaron Andrews. I've got a hundred million dollar lawsuit settlement. Still wants to do this job. Why do you still want to do this job after getting a hundred million dollars for that peeping Tom lawsuit? Anyway, no update on a Tony Pollard. No, these silent reports don't give any updates. Well, earlier in the week, I sat down with Dak and he said he likes oatmeal cookies. Like, what is the fucking point of all this? The whole announcement—it's so weird how much money these announcers make now. There's a thing now that Greg Olson. It's this beloved announcer because Tom Brady might retire. He's going to get like, you know, whatever, $35 million a year to take his job. So there's a story that we all love Greg Olson. Like, oh, we do? We love Greg Olson? Is that it? Who put that out? Oh, Greg Olson's agent. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Anyway, that was the, uh, that was the game's. Um... <laughs> J. Mark says, you can tell Pollard. Was bare with his injury because he retweeted me. He's bored with his injury. You're right. Tony Pollard retweeted J Marks XFL com. I know that was that was uh, that was a good good moment for us in the XFL show. Tony Pollard retweeting <laughs> and uh, I like Greg Olson. I'm not saying I don't mind Greg Olson, but like I don't. I don't who, who's swelling? Who's who? Where's the street swell for? Like you better not fire Greg Olson. I don't know. Not all these announcers I don't really care about anymore. We'll get into uh, the other sideline report was Michelle Wolf. Let me uh, let me do a quick read and then I'll get into that sideline reporter. Um, anyway, welcome to the bottom line bombs. What I'm trying to say here: this show's going to get fun. Let me get more coffee in me. Let me let me do a nice professional ice swilled coffee into the microphone. Ooh, we're going to give out both championship game picks with bombs and a man in a box segment at the end. Of course, got a long man in a box segment. Not long championship game. We've got to stretch this out. But first, let me tell you about WinBet, the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Live betting, same game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. There's great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. You ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100. Limit the state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. That's pretty good. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet so they know we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older present to stay where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, and you do, like I always say, if you're listening to my show, and you subscribe to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, you have a gambling problem. But 
Not all problems need solved. Call 1-800-522-4700. And report someone else. Snitch someone else's gambling problem. Like I said, I like to report my uh, bookie's gambling problem. Keeps calling me for money. <laughs> what a sicko. Um, all right. Welcome back to the bottom line bombs. J-Mark coming in there. With, yeah, former Bear Greg Olson. The Bears traded your Greg Olson, buddy. Don't forget. Don't forget that. Olson never, never forgets. We never forget. No, there was no need to trade Greg Olson. He didn't fit. Uh, what was it? Dick Duran's offense or something. Some, whatever, some ridiculous scheme. Uh, doesn't matter. Point is you guys did Greg Olson dirty. So you bears deserve what they get with that. All right. Let's start off with the late game first, Cincinnati and Kansas city. What was I talking about? The announcers? Yes, I was. They did a thing where Cincinnati beat Buffalo last week. They played Buffalo. And then the, the, the sound bite that went viral is, uh, is it Tracy Wolf's on the side of the like, Well, Joe, what do you think about the whole? Cause it was going to, cause a Buffalo one, <clears throat> which we all expected it was going to be Buffalo, Kansas city, a neutral field. So they use that as motivation. The Cincinnati fake motivation. What do you think about the neutral field? Better get your refunds ready. Hope they got the refunds ready. Oh, I was just like, I mean, that was such a staged fucking fake situation by Tracy Wolfson. You can see her queuing it up like, <clears throat> okay, Joe, you ready? I want to ask you about this <laughs> neutral field. And you got your line ready. You want, you want, you look into the camera. We've got two cameras for you. It was so staged. It was almost as staged as that uh, Skip Bayless video of him. Throwing his Dak Prescott jersey into a trash can as a 71-year-old man. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. If you ever if you look that up a little he's like, I'm sick of it. He goes, doo, doo, doo. Ooh, and goes the Dak jersey down. Thinking that people are gonna get fucking get worked up about that. Now we hate how uh, ridiculous you are anyway. Um so Cincinnati's fate, Cincinnati's creating this uh, us versus the world thing. I will say this: Cincinnati did get screwed. This game should also be in a neutral field. If the Bengals won, they were going to get the number one seed. But like, ah, fuck off, Bengals. You, your guy didn't have a heart attack. I love that thing, though. You better get your refunds ready. What do you? How do you think ticket sales work, Joe Burrow? You think we could do this day of? We had to wait to see if they're going to beat the beat the Bengals. If Buffalo is going to win, then we could just sell day of the event. Like Live Nation is going to come in. This is how you. This is how you sell tickets in advance. We can't. The Bengals did the same thing for Jacksonville because they didn't know if they're going to. Maybe they could have played Jacksonville, so they had to get those tickets ready to go in advance. This is how things work. This is how events work. All right, Taylor Swift tickets out today. She's playing tonight. What a fucking ticket master. <laughs> That's in the news. Eddie Vetter. He was right all along. Those surcharges are fucking insane. Speaking of tickets, Jesus Christ. You want seat geeks and shit? <laughs> like the, fuck? the fees are double the price of the tickets. Anyway, fake energy for those Bengals. Uh, so this line is, what is it? Cincinnati. They're plus one and a half. It opened up with Kansas City like minus two. Then everyone bet Cincinnati. Then Cincinnati was favored. And I went up to all the way two and a half. Cincinnati was favored. 
And now it moved all the way back to Kansas City's favorite by one and a half. This is a lot of movement to this week. And it's moving because of Patrick Mahomes. He got injured versus Jacksonville. And he sprained his ankle, high ankle sprain. Nobody knows. And nobody knows how it's going to be. So everyone's speculating. Sometimes like, ah, oh, he can't play. Like At the end of the game, Tony Romo was like, yeah, I had that. The next week I couldn't walk. I could play that game. And the next week I walk. So then everyone bet Cincinnati. Then some stats came out. Well, Mahomes had his previous injury before. And he threw four touchdowns the following week, a couple years ago. All right, back to Kansas City favored. I'm like, well, Gronk says he couldn't fucking do keg stands on his ankle. Okay, make Cincinnati favored. Then there's a video of him jogging, Mahomes jogging straight ahead. Okay, well, I'm not sure that has anything to do with football, but he's jogging. That's good. Straight ahead. He's not pivoting at all. Here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes is going to play. Is he going to be as efficient? I don't know. Andy Reid, then, then the big movement came when Andy Reid went on Tom Brady's podcast and said he's going to be fine. So then now, then the huge movement came and now Kansas City's favorite again. Tom Brady's podcast. Who's listening to Andy Reid on Tom Brady's podcast? What a fucking dull show. Why does Tom Brady have a podcast? Does every single fucking... All right. What is he going to say? That, that, that actually came out this week. Remember... That was pretty funny. Uh, Jim Gray asks him on, on on Tom Brady's podcast, hey, what are you doing next year? And he snapped. He goes, what? if I fucking knew Jim Gray, then I'd fucking tell you. That's what Tom Brady, Tom Brady snapped. Jim Gray, just people just love you cursing at Jim Gray, though. That is, that's kind of Jim Gray's thing. You can, just, you can just berate him and feel good about it. So people are like, ah, it's a put on. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a put on. It's like when Barkley, Charles Barkley, got misquoted in his autobiography years ago. He, he's like, oh, what about this quote? Because I got misquoted. It's an autobiography. Yeah, but you know, I didn't actually write it. Same thing with his podcast. Tom Brady has nothing to do with his own podcast. Like, it's his own podcast. So why is he angry? First of all, that's my bit, Tom Brady. I'm the one who gets angry at his own podcast. You steal my man in a box bit. I scream at me. <laughs> but he goes in there like it's an interview and just screams at Jim Gray. He doesn't even know it's his podcast. He's just it's another fucking interview. Then they tried to say he was joking. Tom Brady was, ah, Tom Brady was just joking. No, he wasn't. First of all, Tom Brady doesn't know how to joke. Tom Brady's never made a joke in his life. He's a wooden toy, but not as endearing. He can't even smile. Well, he is. He's kind of like that Tom Hanks guy. He's a, he's a, he's a dull block of wood that happens to be able to play football for 50 years at a very high level. He was just kidding. He doesn't do kids. Stop fucking do. Oh, every celebrity doing their podcast too. Is, is this special? All right, whatever. Tom Brady wants to do a podcast. First of all, I don't know why you have, you have nothing to say. How about people who have shows like Stephen A. Smith has his own podcast. Stephen A. Smith, you don't get enough. You don't, you're talking on air for three hours a day. What could you possibly have left to say? We didn't, why do we need more of this shit? Or Conan O'Brien. All right, I guess Conan O'Brien's show got canceled. But you had a podcast when it's like, fuck off. Celebrities and podcasts ruined everything. It's like when uh, college kids go back to high school and go to high school parties and just ruin it. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? You're supposed to be having 
adult fun. Stop ruining high school parties. That's celebrities doing podcasts. Um, anyway, so now move to uh, because Andy Reid was on Brady's podcast. What an exciting podcast that must be. On the Let's Go podcast. How, that's how you know Tom Brady wasn't joking. The name of his podcast is Let's Go. What a fucking dork. I like saying, I like calling uh, a billionaire dork who has sex with Giselle. Nerd. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm the best. Uh, so anyway, so I think Mahomes will play, but I don't think he's going to be as healthy. He can't be. Maybe they'll put him in shotguns. They'll, they'll adapt. It's not going to be. It'll be a disaster if Chad Henney plays. That's for sure. People are trying to say, ah, it won't be that bad if Chad Henney plays. He had that 98-yard drive. First of all, that 98-yard drive, it started with an interception that was dropped. It should have been a pick six. Then Pacheo had like a 50-yard run. It had nothing to do with Chad. They're acting like he was John Elway driving versus the Cleveland Browns or something on that 98-yard drive in the second quarter. Chad Henney stinks. He's always stinks. his whole thing. Anything is possible. That's it. Okay. By the way, those Cleveland Browns who lost those back-to-back AFC championships. That's what I do like about AFC championship games. They have a, they have a history of, of crying and like, that's the thing about these games. NFC championship game and AFC championship. They have a history of, of goats, not Tom Brady goats. Greatest of all time. Like goats as in uh, people to blame for their losses. And the Browns have the drive with LA and then the fumble with Ernest Biner. First of all, and the Cleveland Browns fans love talking about how close they were to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're close to getting massacred by the 49ers and Reds and every other NFC team in the Super Bowl in the 80s. You should be happy that we remembered your loss of LA beating you guys. They're so, they're so, you basically had a Chad Henney as your quarterback. Anyway, the whole 80s, those, those 80s AFC teams in the uh, AFC, yeah, AFC teams in the 80s, when they lost like 16 straight Super Bowls, they're so overrated. And then we look back at them, and now they get credit for I don't, now the history is back. Well, maybe we should think they're okay. Like, like, they, like those Bills teams that lost four in a row. Jim, I love Jim Kelly. Yeah, no one will ever do what we did. You were the seventh best team in the league, and you got slaughtered every Super Bowl. We hated you guys. They're like the Bon Jovi. The, like we look back at the '80s hair bands. Like, yeah, that was just a fad, man. That was pretty. Not just a fad. You know, we were a movement. Yeah, you were the best of the hair bands, but you were awful. Great, Bon Jovi. You do. You made a lot of money. But your genre of music was terrible. Like, yeah, they act like the way they talk about it. Then Nirvana came along because, you know, we were just all the same. So it had to be someone different. No, no, yeah, you were all the same. Awful. Then Nirvana and alternative music and grunge was good. That was the difference. Anyway, what am I talking about? <laughs> the Bengals? <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah, Bengals, Chiefs, um, possible new overtime rule. We got, that hasn't happened yet in the playoffs. There's a new overtime playoff rules, and it's because of these AFC Championship games. Every time the Bills lost a game, they would change the rules. 
because they wouldn't get the ball. Well, first Kansas City lost, New England, they didn't get the ball. Then we kind of cried about that. Then Buffalo lost, they didn't get the ball. So that does put in play. If you do have the over, that might be the first official bad beat. I like the under in this game, by the way, 47 and a half. Um, but I can see that under losing to the new overtime NFL rule where it's kind of like college where you can go touchdown, touchdown, and then a third score. So you can get like, what, 17 points? 20, 20 points, shit, in overtime. That could happen. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on behind this, this whole Pat Mahomes ankle thing, Tom Brady, Andy Reid podcast. Uh, so I think Joe Burrow, he's just uh, he's just different. I don't like how everyone likes the Bengals, but now everyone likes Kansas City back and Kansas City at home. It's gonna be, it should be a good game. It's it's a shame that Mahomes is not a hundred percent healthy. Also, his O line said, "Well, now that we know he's hurt, we're gonna we're gonna make sure he doesn't get touched. You know, we're gonna really block this time. Before we were kind of blocking because we knew he'd be running around, but now we're now we're like, okay, now let's really block, guys." Ah, huh? what do you say? What do you say we earn that eight million dollars and block? <laughs> Before I mean, we kind of blocked, but you know, we weren't really into it. Like we'd lean a little bit, cause like yeah, he's just gonna come back. But like, uh oh, our MVP is uh, a little gimpy. Um, but it will not be enough. Cincinnati Bengals, even though it's at Kansas City, very loud. Very loud arena, home field advantage. Uh, maybe the loudest in the league. As Trevor Lawrence learned last week, and Trevor Lawrence said, ah, Jacksonville's just as loud as Kansas City. Did that riled up Kansas City? Um, he should have said, well, at least that racist chant's pretty loud they do. The Tomahawk chop. So, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's detonate a bomb for the Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals plus one and a half. Bomb it. Look at that sound effect. All right, let's do a quick. I think we're done with the ad reads. I will do take. All right, we're done with the ad reads. That's good. I'll plug the merch store real quick. Sports Gaming Podcast Network store. SGPN dot store. And as you can see, I'm wearing. If you're watching YouTube, the Man in the Box shirts. Look at that. Let me point the camera. Let me see if I can lock it in on it. Kind of. Yeah, man in a box. Also, bottom line bombs, hoodies, and t-shirts. That's that's so fun. I'm wearing my own merch. I put the me in merch. My face in a box on my chest. Stretched out. I'm wearing this ridiculous hat. The derby hat, the gangster gambler hat. Someone said I pulled it off. That's why I wear it. Yeah, you pull it off, which I just think means uh, eh, it doesn't matter if you wear it or not wear it. You're not going to look good either way. That's what you pull it off means. I can't take a compliment. That's that Irish Catholic in me, as Colin Quinn would say. All right, let's move on to the second game, the early game Sunday, Philadelphia. Versus San Francisco, another loud home, another crazy home field advantage. Um, Debo Samuel just said that San Francisco is louder than Philly. 
I love how that's a headline. It's the same thing with Trevor Lawrence last week. If I was Trevor Lawrence, I would have said, yeah, Kansas City's pretty loud. I know that racist chant they do is loud. <laughs> but why are they... I mean, what are these players supposed to say? I don't get mad at these players for like, how dumb can you be? Well, why are you asking them these questions? Hey, who's louder? What do you want them to say? That their teams, that their crowds aren't fucking loud. <laughs> so Debo Samuel said, yeah, San Francisco's loud. At the end of the day, I think our stadium is louder. So that's going to put, I, lo- I love the bulletin board material for fans. Well, wait, the Philly fans hear this. They're really going to scream violence. They're gonna they're gonna be fucking hammered anyway. They're uh <laughs> but the but the seventy thousand people are gonna have a bulletin board at home because they all have bulletin board. Actually, if anyone does have a bulletin board, it probably will be Philly fans in their houses. It's never in the locker room. Um <laughs> Eric Acosta says, I think they meant pull that hat off of your head. You pull that off. Pull that off. Your head. I know. I should fucking pull this off. No, I'm keeping it off. Um, you pull it off. You pull it. Pull it, Pulling off that hat is also. It, it's akin to. It's a. It's a. It's akin to. You clean up nice. It's. It's very almost as passive aggressive as that. Oh, you clean up well. Look at you. When you shock someone when you dress, you usually look like shit. But uh, hey, you clean up. Would you? Would you put a hose and a a, a, a a sponge behind your head or something? Like you wash an elephant? You clean up nice. Look at you. Yeah, I stood in a bucket in the bathroom and got scrubbed down. And I put on a tie. <laughs> Look at this. Anyway, uh, San Francisco, Philadelphia. I'm going to this game. You believe it? I can't either. Got a free ticket offer. Got a free uh, flight. I had a, I was going to do that show in Wilbur, Boston. Wilbur, Boston? <laughs> in Boston at the Wilbur Theater. Things happened where I'm not doing that show now, which is fine because this opportunity opened up and I'm going to this Eagles uh, NFC Championship game, which is pretty sick. Pretty sick. Uh, I've been to a lot of Eagle playoff games. I'm from Philadelphia, Eagles fan. Um, a lot of playoff this point. So I grew up with the playoff disappointments, things changed when they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. It doesn't really have that same negative, like dread. Like we're going to lose with Andy Reed and McNabb. Like I, I, I wasted my entire twenties on Donovan McNabb where they lost four straight NFC championship games. And, uh, they would lose a lot. And buddy Ryan, Randall Cunningham, they would just always lose horrendously terrible home playoff losses. Like to the Rams, the Redskins, it's just ridiculous. Teams that couldn't believe they were in playoffs winning. Um, I went to <clears throat> the last time I went to. Uh, I didn't go to the last NFC Championship game when they won, but I was at the last final game they lost NFC Championship game versus Tampa Bay when Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl and beat uh, Rich Gannon and the Raiders when John Gruden knew the entire fucking playbook. Uh, it was the last game at Veterans Stadium, the infamous stadium in Philadelphia that prison where there actually was a jail. The turf was concrete and it would just rip knees apart. Awful stadium. We love it. But uh, so it was the last game at the vet, big uh, home field event, uh, big, uh, huge MC championship game, Tampa Bay. It was something like they never won a game when the temperature was below 35 or 40. That, they like pushing the, the, the temperatures, those stats, though, wherever you want. There's another thing with Joe Burrow, too. They said, Joe Burrow 
is always one when temperature is below 41 degrees. Like 41 sounds pretty specific. Why, why would you say that? Oh, because uh, a month ago when I got crushed by the Browns on Halloween night, that was, uh, it was 42. So we didn't want to throw that in there. Anyway, Tampa Bay, famously with the Warren Sapp Tampa Bay Bucks, never won uh, when it was like 35 or below. So enter Andy Reid and Donald McNabb, and we, of course, uh, lost. <laughs> Even though they're up 10 nothing, Brian Mitchell almost brought the opening kick to the house and Deuce Daly scored. Anyway, Tampa Bay won. Uh, Joe Jarevicius ran 90 yards or something. Or there, was an there was a 100-yard interception return off McNabb where he was doing like Tecmo Bowl zigzagging. Like it, took, it seemed like it took 30 seconds for him to run it back. He was just doing laps laughing at all Philly fans. Um, and I've been to Philly games where things were violent and bad. This one was more of a funeral, you know, but this was what we were expecting to go. It was the last game at the vet and people were just kind of just shocked and just like, what the, it was freezing. You know, when the alcohol wears off and you're so-called like, Oh God, what did we do with our lives? People were ripping the seats out because they wanted a piece of the vet. Like it was, it was, it was a walking funeral of a city. It was a city funeral. And then, um, like, you know, the whole city was green. I'm sure like what it's going to be now. But then, then <laughs> it was so crazy. So the next morning after they lost, we had to go to the city, my family, uh, my mom was getting, uh, um, she had breast cancer and she was having this major surgery uh, to have a tumor removed from her lung or breast or something. I don't know. She had cancer like five different. The reason why I can't remember is because she had like four different kinds of cancers back and forth. Um, she is shockingly not with us anymore. <laughs> Although she didn't survive a long time. Longer than my dad did. My dad's like, fuck this. You would light up cigarettes after chemo. He did one round and I am out. And I'm like, I can't blame you. Anyway, where was I? So the next game day, after, so my mom had scheduled surgery at like, you know, 530 in the morning. So I'm yet to go early for those, for those surgeries. So we're driving across the bridge. The bridges were green and like the lights were green at like the wall, Whitman and Betsy Ross. And they're, flickering in and out the next day because every it's just it looked like a zombie ghost apocalypse town it's empty trash is flying everywhere you know it was just one of the most depressing scenes you ever saw then we go into the, ho <laughs> the hospital everyone's depressed inside the hospital the nurses newspaper headlines like you know fuck fuck this pretty much saying world what's the point that's the headline of the philadelphia inquirer and daily news and the doctor comes by. I'll never forget this. The doctor comes by, like he's giving us the rundown. He's like, oh, oh man. What a game yesterday, huh? What a terrible game yesterday. That's what the doctor opens with. Like, yeah, no, yeah, it was bad, doc. You know, what are you going to do? McNabb uh, lost again. But you, you're okay, right, doc? Can you, you, you going to snap out of this? You're, you're about to. You're about to cut my mom open. <laughs> Can you, <laughs> you know, Andy Reid? I know he likes to choke sometimes, but come on, let's uh, let's, let's snap up. No, no, I'm I'm sure I'll be fine. I guess it's just that you know I thought we were I thought we were going to finally do it. You know, Tampa Bay's never lost in the call. I just thought we were going to do. I know, Doc. What can he... and he did fine. I guess he left. He I think he left a uh, foam finger inside of her though. Um, anyway, so <laughs> we'll see. I'm going to go out there and, uh, be a part of that violence. The fail, the fans are violent 
and I'm I'm going to see San Francisco. Uh, they they travel well, as they say, and so we'll see. And they do like the shit. They they show their uh, the show their shit and they're fucking obnoxious, but just like the Niners themselves, they haven't they haven't been on the East Coast I think all year. I think they played two games out here. I was like versus like Tampa Bay like in September. They haven't played. They played like six straight home games or something. They played like two road games in the last three months. It's something crazy. So I actually think I like the Eagles. This is actual analysis. I'll give actual uh, actual analysis when it comes to the fans. Um, <laughs> Jeff Klinger says the show used to be good, but now it's forty five minutes in and no <laughs> no tips on tonight's game. Tonight's game. You're looking for the you're looking for the college basketball report, not tonight's game. Um, but if you really want a college basketball play, I'll give you uh, Michigan plus five and a half. That's a free play for you. Um, the Eagles fans will be locked up. Last week the game was at night, so people were worried about it. They weren't. They didn't. Philadelphia didn't open up the parking lots till three p.m. because the game was at eight o'clock Eastern, so they wouldn't. So the uh, the thinking was they won't be able to tailgate all they could, like they're going to follow the rules. Anything they do with these Philly fans. And I'm one of them. We're animals. They're fuck. They're literally they're legit animals. They get inside places. They get in, They're like rats. So the parking lot wasn't open till three o'clock, but of course the Philly fans got their way around it. They're across the street at the old spectrum parking lot. There was some like indoor lacrosse game, like at noon. So they all bought tickets to that and oversold sold out that game for the first time ever, just so they can go to that parking lot and fucking tailgate <laughs> and tailgate for twelve hours. Eagle fans are they're legit animals. That's why there was a prison in there. The one story, one guy. The, even this year, did you see that guy who got out? He, he snuck. He snuck down the field and ran out with the team. <laughs> it was amazing. It was like a Sunday night game. And then, you know, when the players come out, you know, with a gladiator style and they come running out, he was out there running with them, hammered. There's a great video of the police arresting him. And he's just hammered. And the player's like, what do you think? Like, I didn't know who he was. I, didn't th- I thought he won a contest or something. You know how many assistant coaches there are? They all look the fucking same. One time was a, a fan got into the press conference. He snuck in. He was so drunk. He's 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 asking Doug Peterson. So you got Eli Manning next week, huh? What do you think? Is he a pussy or what? Like what? W- where are you from? Ah, don't worry about my credentials. That's what he said. They are they're all like fucking rats. So I'm gonna go be a part of it. Can't wait. So if we're gonna do um actual analysis, this is what I wrote down. Brock Purdy. The sensation, the last pick of the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. Dallas was the first def- actual defense he played last week. He did not look good. He did not do well. But they did enough to win just because Dak Prescott's awful. So, and Eagles have the number one pass defense. First tough road game. But I will say this. Eagles haven't played anyone either. But neither is San Fran going the road. I do like Philly's pass defense for a set. Um, Eagles will not be able to run the ball either. San Francisco is a great defense. San Francisco is great. Except for the quarterback sneak. No one can stop that. That's why I love how uh, <laughs> Nick Sirianni, that was a big story this week too. Not big story. Yesterday, the awards finalists came out for coach of the year, you know, most improved player of the year. And I'm going to do a award show, I think next week for the bottom line bombs. But Nick Sirianni was laid off, laid off, was left off the list of coach of the year for the top three. And people were mad, which is kind of bullshit. I mean, they almost went 16 to one and hurts and get hurt. 
But I also agree with it because you think like, what, 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 what has Sirianni done? What is this innovation? Why are the Eagles good? And what his gift to the NFL this year, the copycat league that it is, is the quarterback sneak. He's perfected the quarterback sneak. Thanks. Thanks for bringing a rugby play. I love this. <laughs> it's such a gross formation. Here they are. Just show you, you hurt. You run for and We'll just shove you. We'll shove your spine and head into this pile. And every team's going to do it now. Great. It's fun. It's very exciting. Can anyone space it out? Um, but so they will be able to throw the ball in San Francisco. If San Francisco does one bad thing. It's just one of the way to hurt them is that you can throw deep on them. Dallas could have done that if Dak Prescott uh, wasn't awful. He did hit CeeDee Lamb once and he missed T. That was a big thing. They, that was a big, uh, Dak was getting killed all week for not throwing to T.Y. Hilton on this one play where he was wide open down the middle or something. It would have been a touchdown, of course. Like, look how bad Dak is. I'm like, eh, I don't blame Dak that much because he, one, he couldn't believe T.Y. Hilton was still in the league. Two, he couldn't believe T.Y. Hilton was still on his team. And what, like, what's T.Y. Hilton doing out there? He probably thought it was illegal if he threw him the ball. He, he, he can't be on the official roster, right? <laughs> Eric Turner wants Pete Carroll in the top five. Yeah, why not throw Pete Carroll in there? Um, Pete Carroll, not to get distracted, he was great. Because uh, they played San Francisco the first round. That third team. Third time. The classic case of it's hard to beat a team three times unless that team is much worse than the other one. Costa said last week. Uh, Pete Carroll, they were running the ball very well. There's <laughs> with uh, their rookie, Kenneth Walker, who's up for rookie of the year. <clears throat> he had like 65 yards at halftime, and then they didn't run them, one- and they were winning. They were winning at halftime, and they ran the ball well. And like, yeah, I heard you're not supposed to, not allowed to run, you know, you can't run the ball on them, so we're going to stop doing that. So you just stop doing it. Fucking Pete Carroll, nine eleven truther, Hermosa Beach man. Uh, so that'll be fun. Some good award show. They also got they have rookie of the year, Kenneth Walker, and, and they might have Geno Smith as comeback player of the year. What did he come back from? Being Geno Smith. He's up against Saquon Barkley and Christian uh, McCaffrey, who'll be playing in this game. Christian McCaffrey. Of course, coming back from an injury. Saquon Barkley always come back from an injury. McCaffrey got lucky. He got traded to San Francisco. But I like those two guys, two great players, coming with horrible injuries, and they're up against Geno Smith. And like, what do you come back from, Geno? Oh, I was just Geno Smith my entire career. You know, terrible. So everyone just thought I was going to be terrible, which I was towards the end, but for a little while, it was okay. So here I am, coming back. And Jared Goff's like, wait, whoa, wait a minute. I had a better year than you. Yeah, but you were bad before, but not as bad as me. You were to a super, you were at a Super Bowl somehow. I'm Geno Smith. I'm, I mean, I'm awful. I was awful. But I'm back. Anyway, so the Eagles will be able to throw the ball. That's a little bonus thing. If you want to do props, I like A.J. Brown over, I think it's like 70 yards. It's a long one, but he had a, he was the only one who didn't do anything versus the Giants last week. The Eagles crushed the Giants last week and AJ Brown pouted because that's what modern, that's what professional players do nowadays. They don't care if they're winning. I mean, he cares if he's winning, obviously. But he shows frustration. I shouldn't say that. It's more of a cameras on everything with social media. Like LeBron James scored 46 and he was 
pouting the other day on, on the bench. He was hilarious. LeBron James is hilarious. He's a drama king. But A.J. Brown, uh, it looked like he was angry because he wasn't getting any action when everyone scored. I, you can't blame A.J. Brown. When, when everyone's scoring, people's little sisters are scoring. I mean, every Boston Scott scoring. Come on. Did A.J. Brown get something? So they asked him about it. And this is what, this is, uh, these are fun quotes. He obviously was pouting, which is fine. But you can't admit that because he has to be acting like he's a team player because he knows Philly fans will definitely turn on you if you don't act like you're a team player. He goes, I'm never the receiver that's going to go on the sidelines or try to cause problems on the sideline. I'm not that guy. You were that guy. And you were causing problems. I think, this is what he says. <laughs> I think what people describe as a diva. I think that's what you guys are talking about, right? Diva, Mike, Mike, but I'm not that person. I'm a guy who goes to talk to the quarterback or the offensive coordinator, and I talk. That's what I do. These are actual quotes. I'm not really a guy to try to cause commotion on the sideline. I've never been that guy. Who saw that guy? You said I'm that guy? Where's that guy? Oh, there's you have film of that guy? That, that's me? Is, am, I, am I that guy? Yeah, you're that guy. Anyway, A.J. Brown is that guy. But anytime he does complain about that, they will have to feed him. So I'll give him A.J. Brown. So I would like the Eagles. Uh, I'm going to go there and be a part of grease the poles. That's what I, was, I don't know if they will climb the poles. We'll see. It's supposed to be 50 degrees. So weather won't be a problem. That was a that was a must for me. I got a free ticket, free flight. But if it was going to be below 40, I, like <laughs> like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will not play in the fucking cold. I'm a pussy now that I'm in L.A. That blood leaves you quickly. I am. Get me a heat lamp as I'm dining outside, scarf in 55-degree weather. Kind of guy. But. Uh, we'll see. So Eagles are minus two and a half. That line went up pretty quickly from one to two and a half. Uh, yeah, it's just different. They used to always lose these games and ever since the Super Bowl happened, as long as they don't bring Sly Stallone in there, that's that was part of the problem. They finally dropped bringing Stallone in for all these big games to do a goddamn Rocky thing. Enough with the fucking, he's not even from Philly. He's this New York actor. I've already told you about that. First of all, let me detonate that bomb. Philadelphia minus two and a half. Those are my two plays. Cincinnati plus one and a half. Philly minus two and a half. Where are we at with the clock here? 50 minutes. Jesus Christ. I only talked about two games for 50 minutes. Jeff Klinger, you're right. I am. <laughs> I am doing a lot of babbling. Um, yeah, I've talked about that before in the show and before that, uh, People like to give Philly fans. People like to give Philly fans a lot of shit in general. But you need us. You need us on that wall because every fans are terrible. Of any fan, but they need to look down on someone else. And Philly fans are the ones everyone can look down upon because like, at least I'm not them. And that's what we lean into. We are those scumbags. You need us on that wall. We will be that scumbags. We will eat horse shit, whatever it is. We will climb the pole. We'll need grease. Grease our poles with Crisco so we fall down off. We will be those people. And like, ah, they're racist because of a rock. That was that famous Bill Burr rant, which whatever. Funny rant. It's Bill Burr obviously was in a terrible situation. I'm not saying that. But it, it was factually incorrect. 
We didn't we didn't build a fucking Rocky statue. Rocky Stallone himself left it as a gift. That's what happened. He made the movie. He goes, all right, guys, here's your gift. A statue of me. <laughs> Where do you want me to keep it? In front of the in front of this world famous museum you have here? Is that cool? Yeah, no. Museum's like, yeah, no, can you get this fucking guy from this tango and cash off our steps, please? We don't need every idiot running up these things. So, yeah, it wasn't our choice. Anyway, let me move on to Man in the Box. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. I got a new samurai. Ready? Yes, I have seen a solid the man in the box. I was supposed to do that when I talked about the merch. Let me do that again. That's as much as we're allowed to play of the man in the box. We don't have any more rights to that. Um, although I welcome Allison Chains to sue me. I bet they enjoy the show. Not the dead one. But uh, the other ones. All right. Welcome. Uh, like I said, we got the two picks. Let's do a quick man in the box. January 26th. Ooh, the day Kobe died. I just found that out today. Two big things that Kobe died three years ago. Can you believe that? It's been three years since Kobe Bryant died on helicopter crash. My uncle, speaking of uh, Uncle Kevin, I talked to him last week, the Giants fan, where we used to always talk trash and calling. I actually let him go a little bit. Even the, the Eagles beat the Giants so bad, I kind of felt bad for him. He called before the game to kind of get out of the way. He knew it was coming. And uh, I kind of let him be. He's gotten older now, too, anyway. Um, but he was out here in Los Angeles with my cousin PJ. Uh, they're two big Sullivan boys going walking around Hollywood, <laughs> visiting quite, 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 quite the trip. Keeping having them fucking banging around this town, and they were here when Kobe died, and they they were like, they couldn't you know they didn't realize how big of a deal. Like oh look at that Kobe died. I'm like yeah, he's kind of a god here. Like they couldn't believe everyone reacting. We're at this bar um, on Hollywood there, that girl in the goat or whatever the fuck it is. Um, good bar. And my uncle Kevin, I'm not lying. He asked the bartender if they could turn off the coverage on the TV and put on the Pro Bowl. <laughs> He's like, enough's enough already. I mean, if there's an update, switch back, sure, you know. But how much are we gonna see this smoke? Isn't the Pro Bowl on or something? Yeah, Kevin, I think it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> Anyway, that was fun. It's also Bob Euchre's birthday. 89. He trended on Twitter, and I thought, oh, I thought nope, he didn't die. The old Denzel Washington meme where he's like, oh. That's going to be weird when Denzel dies, and they tweet that thing. Oh, and you think he dies? That fake heart attack thing. Um, Bob Euchre, 89 years old. Uh... I like when shows t- just announce celebrity birthdays, just random celebrity birthdays. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Radio shows do that a lot. As I'm doing it, I will say, uh, growing up, Bob Euchre, Bob Euchre used to have a show, like a Saturday mo- afternoon or morning show, kind of like Johnny Bench's, you know, the, his his uh, whatever show that was, the Bench Crew. What was that called? The Bench, the Johnny Bench Bunch, Bunch or something. There's another one, Bob Euchre's Wacky World of Sports. Welcome to the Wacky World of Sports. That was the theme song. Bam, 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 bam. Welcome to. So it was a Bob Euchre show 
And it was sports skits. And I have a best of t- VHS tape. Uh, and all the hose bag was a big term for him. Bob Euchre. He would. Uh, problematic bits. I remember a bit talking about kickers. It was always, they would, he was doing an interview with kickers and they would always have him being Middle Eastern. Haji Buddha. Good one. It's a guy's name. Haji Buddha. Good one. Good old, good old meathead humor. Haji, what are you going to kick? Well, in my country, we have, uh, we don't have super bowl. We have bowl of soup. That was, that was a joke on Bob Uecker's wacky world of sports. Anyway, 89 today, Bob Uecker. He would go on Johnny Carson Ramble for 45 minutes back when <laughs> back when TV would just let you have at it. Johnny Carson show was an hour and a half every night. People don't understand that. An hour and a half. That's why they're smoking on st- in, during the show and drink. Like, I got to settle in and talk, chill. Just fucking do a man in a box segment. All right. What did I want to talk about here? Um, in the man in the box, as I just did. Oh, God, I'm getting late. Uh, I broke up with cable this week. That was a big thing. I called Spectrum. And uh, I know everyone's cut the cord years ago, whatever, and I, I never could do it. And um, I, mean, I could do it. <laughs> Obviously, I could do it. But uh, it doesn't make sense anymore because it was all for live sports. Because people, people, the way people used to sell Cutting cutting the cord and cable made always made me weird. Like, oh, you got to cut cable. It's great. And I go, okay, what about the game? Well, I can't show you the game, but I can show you uh, a documentary about baseball. Do you want to see? You want to watch twelve hours of uh, a Ken Burns documentary? No, no. I was thinking about the game that's actually on. No, I can't do that. But anything else, I can I can stream for you. That always made me weary. And. Uh, <laughs> And so now so many people have cut the cord and cable. Um, they just up the price. Cable just ups the price because they know now they're just preying on old people who are just too afraid of change. And I was one of those people. Just afraid of change. And um, so I did it. I called it up and I knew going into it. It took me a while. To, I was nervous. It was like a breakup. I was really nervous about it. I'm a man going through a divorce. And uh, this was much, much, it was a much tougher fight going through this. Um, I knew I knew Spectrum itself. It's Spectrum. Any cable company. They have people they're hired to try to keep you on the line and keep you going. They don't want to end this relationship. No. They want to they want to work it out. And you gotta tell them this is not this is not it. Though it's been weeks with me staring at the phone. And I had to make a phone call. That's the thing. They make you make a phone call. You can't, you can do everything else online. I can pay you $200 a month online. No problem. Matter of fact, we don't, you don't have to log in. We'll take it. We'll automatically take it out of your account. We'll auto pay you. Don't even think about it. Yeah. We don't want you looking at what we're charging you for. Cause it's not just a fucking cable. It's all these fees. You got fee for the box and how much. How often do I have to pay for this box? When is this box paid off? Toll roads have been paid off quicker than this, this cable box. It's like $15 a month for years. How much does this thing cost? Tell me what it's cost. I'll pay up front for it. Anyways, I called up. How can I help you? Cancel cable. You know what I'm calling for. Why does anyone call cable companies anymore? Because my TV's out? 
I'm not 90. You can tell by my voice I'm not 95. So I'm calling to call. So I'm calling to cut cable. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, uh, what's uh well, why why am I asking are you doing this? I'm like, you know, you know why. That's what I said. I'm like, you know why. It's insanely expensive for what you provide. We don't watch. No one watches it anymore. We watch a couple things. Okay, I get it. She she knew that she knew that answer right away. I get it. We all have budgets, don't we? She likes, you know, she has good tactics. She was good. She had good tactics. She goes really late, you know. Um, well, I'm I'm just a little concerned for you. What are you gonna do for entertainment now? That's what she said. I'm a little concerned for you. What are you what are you gonna do for entertainment? I don't know. Go outside, maybe, you know? How about I'm you know, I haven't been outside in years because of all your amazing cable programming. Because of Bravo Network and TLC and the deuce. I haven't been outside. I made her laugh. And then I felt good. Oh, I'm making her laugh. But now it's kind of like a stripper. Does she really like me or is she uh, just trying to get my money? She's just trying to get my money. So she laughed at that go outside bit. She goes, oh, I'm a little worried if you haven't been outside in a while. Well, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with it. I see people out there now. I can't wait. She goes, okay, well, what channels did you like? Maybe we can do something with that. Do with channels. No, we can't. We can't do this. You know we can't do this. I know how this goes. You know how this goes. No more. Absolutely not. All right. But then she goes, but we're going to have you keep the internet, though, right? Obviously, until internet can find a place of its own. That, that was the deal I had to make. All right. Cut the cable. Internet stays until internet can get on its feet. You can stay here. We won't get in each other's way. We won't make anything harder on each other. How about your mobile phone? Are you, you, you happy with your mobile mobile phone? What was this? Some last-ditch effort to try to get me to do group couples therapy or something. Yeah, you can switch you over to, you know, you don't like saving money? You just told me you like saving money. That's what she said. You just told me you need to save money. Why? I have a chance for you to do it. You don't listen to me. That's what she's badgering me with. You don't listen to me. <laughs> anyway, me and Spectrum are going to give it another shot. I got the premium package. She gave me a nice, a nice two and a half year deal. No, it did not. Um, anyway, that's going to. Uh, <laughs> it should pretty much do it. Me pulling off this hat. I'm looking at my. Uh, I'm looking at my face here. That is the man. And don't forget to get your man in the box uh, merch. And bottom line, bombs. At the SGPN uh, merch store, um, I am CJ Sullivan. Thank you for uh, listening. I have some other things I wanted to talk about, but it's all right. It's too late. I've, I've gone over an hour. It's time to wrap this thing up. Um, follow me on Instagram. CJ Sullivan was taken. I am not doing that show in Boston that I've been plugging it's all right. I'll be at the game, so enjoy the games. I will be in Philadelphia in two more weeks, though, at Punchlines. Super Bowl weekend. That'll be a nuts weekend, especially if the Eagles win. Um, if they do not, it'll be uh, <laughs> horrific like my mom is having surgery again. Um, <laughs> so get tickets that. Two weeks, uh, Punchlines. Anyway, uh, that's it. Thank you. And goodbye.